The Psalter lesson for us this morning can be found in the book of Psalm, chapter 127, verses 1 through 2, found in the Old Testament section of your Pew Bible, page 573. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives sleep to his beloved. The gospel lesson is found in the gospel of Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17, in the New Testament section of your pew Bible, page 77. Now he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and Jesus then there, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it to water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things being done by him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's good to be with you. Excuse my voice, and um, I apologize that it hurt its head today, um, but it's such a gift to be here. I say that my cup runneth over. <laughs> Let us pray. Holy God, we believe. Help our unbelief. May the meditations of my mouth and the Meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It's been said that the Sabbaths are our great cathedrals. The rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel says the Sabbath day was given and remains as a palace in time. Where we worship in our cathedrals, and churches, our temples and synagogues is indeed important. But what is more important still is that we worship, is that we set aside time and the normal rhythm of our doings to accept God's invitation and indeed command to rest. We worship at the Kirk in a great cathedral, the stained glass around us, the steeple and carillon above us, the Tower of Apostles and the cloister hallway. The Kirk is a great cathedral. 
And still the psalmist says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guards keep watch in vain. It is in vain that we ignore our need for rest, that we ignore our need for Sabbath, the gift that God has given us, God's first gift to humankind. Will we accept God's gift of rest after six long days of work? Will we accept God's gift of grace for the six days we have yet to work? We should. Because as Rabbi Heschel says, what we are depends on what the Sabbath is to us. When we discover or remember God's gift of Sabbath to us, we build our cathedral on sturdy ground. So as we observe the Labor Day holiday tomorrow, another day of rest, and indeed as we travel in this season of transition in our 75th year, and as we prepare for much ministry at the Kirk yet to go, I am here to share a reminder. A reminder so we may continue building this house, not in vain, but with love for God for hope in a better world, and for the joy that we're called to play in that work and that promised rest. The reminder is this, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. For in six days the Lord created heaven and earth the seas and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. In our scriptures this morning that we, Edwin read, I find three things that we are meant to find and to experience on the Sabbath day. On the Sabbath, we are meant to find rest. We are meant to be set free. And we are meant to glorify God. If in this place, on this day each week, we find rest, if we are set free, and if we glorify the living God, then in faith, we can know that the Lord has built the house. The psalmist says, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for the Lord gives to his beloved during sleep. I wear a version of the WWJD bracelet, What Would Jesus Do? Daily, it serves me necessary reminders to live like Jesus would. A few years ago, in a similar way, my sister got me a nice t-shirt. Jesus took naps. Be like Jesus. Some days, the answer to what Jesus would do is go to sleep. the Lord gives to his beloved during sleep. Go away and rest a while. Receive these blessings while you rest. Of course, many of us long for sleep. Researchers from Ball State in my new home state of Indiana, published a few years ago in 2019, that over one third of working Americans do not get enough sleep. In professions related to law enforcement, military service, and healthcare, 
that number of who meet the sleep deprived criteria increases to 50%. Strains from a hectic, if not traumatic day at work are the most commonly confessed reason for their sleep loss. Another study from 2007 reported that 62% of teenagers confessed to using their phones in bed after dark. Considering that the first iPhone was released in June 2007, I struggle to believe that that number of teens has decreased in the last 15 years. For young people and for older ones too, it's often a fear of missing out that keeps them tethered late at night to their phones. What's on Instagram? Scrolling on TikTok? Checking work emails long past work hours? This is where the Bible makes us laugh. For well over 2,000 years, we've been rising up early and going late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For myriad reasons, some within and many beyond our own control, we forget the answer to the anxious bread that we're all allergic to. Sleep, rest, boundaries, Sabbath, the presence of God. As Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, Jesus says, and my burden is light. When we enter this great cathedral on the Sabbath day, are we able to find rest? Do you give yourself permission to find rest on this day, even for just this hour? Do you seek God's guiding and quieting presence when you're in this place and wherever you go after you've left? Do you set down your heavy burdens from work stress? from your own ambitions and expectations, from family dysfunction, and from societal brokenness, from the pressures of our world, and exchange them, your heavy yoke, exchange it for Jesus' light one. What a Sabbath it would be if we would. A Sabbath where you arrived like you had for years and years, worn out, weary, and brought low from the yoke that you carry. And on that day, you encountered Jesus Christ, the living God, anew. You found rest on the Sabbath. Jesus set you free on the Sabbath. The weight you never wished to carry, and at this point had never expected to be relieved, was suddenly removed. You could sit up straight, Breathe easier. Take in life with a different view. All because Jesus saw you bent low on this day of rest and said, woman, you are set free from your ailment. Man, you are set free from your addiction. 
Child, you are set free from the expectations you can't live up to. Friends, you are free from the ongoing and anxious toil that you've had to endure. This Sabbath day is for your healing to begin, for the rest that you've longed for to commence. You may not find all of it today, but today you can begin to find it. And thanks be to God, Jesus does not need us or expect us to make the first move towards healing. In this story, as Luke tells it, on the Sabbath, the woman doesn't submit her request for healing or make a doctor's appointment. Jesus sees her, sees the oppressive spirit that's bound her and brought her low for 18 long years. And Jesus says to all who are within earshot, ought not this woman be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? And she is. And what if our ailments seem less extreme, less severe? What if we don't think we need the same type of healing that this woman needs? We can still practice the Sabbath. We can still find ways to blend body and soul to find rest on the Sabbath day. Eugene Peterson is the author of the Message Bible. He has an article, Confessions from a Former Sabbath Breaker. He says that playing and praying are two ways we can find freedom from the things that bind us on the Sabbath. How to keep the Sabbath day of rest is not biblically prescribed, he says. Instead, God invites us to explore different life-giving ways of keeping the Sabbath. He says by not giving instructions on how to implement them into our situation. Has not the Lord, our spirit, dignified us with creativity and initiative? God invites us to experience the joy and rest through both our worship and our prayer, but also in our leisure and our play, our creativity, our initiative. As we keep the Sabbath, we are set free to explore these in our own unique ways. In worship, indeed, we communally and individually set time aside and set down our burdens, I hope, to draw closer to the living God. In this great cathedral at the Kirk, we are well acquainted with life-giving worship. On the Sabbath, we might also identify for ourselves how we personally encounter the holy and living presence of God in the world around us, outside of the church walls. Is it on a sunrise or a late afternoon bike ride around the lake? Is it in reading or sipping coffee on the front porch? Is it the afternoon barbecue? Is when your spouse affords you an afternoon of peace and quiet all to yourself or a night off from cooking dinner? Is it a noisy afternoon watching the kids play soccer with new friends and parents who share your life situation? The rhythms of our Sabbath life may change in the seasons of our lives. All the while, we do well if we heed the command from the God who longs for us to find peace. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy.
is the Spirit of God stirring within you this morning, drawing you towards healing on this Sabbath. If you have faith in a miracle, or if you assume that your hopes will end in vain, follow the Spirit stirring in you. For six days a week, we wrestle with the world, Rabbi Heschel says. But on the Sabbath day, we especially care for the seed of eternity planted in our soul. Tomorrow or Tuesday, we'll, re we'll return to work. We'll wrestle with meetings and frustrating colleagues and the regular rhythms of our doing. But today is our day, set aside for rest. Today is our day, set aside to search for healing. Today is the Lord's day, set aside for you. In the sanctuary pews, as you've been reading and singing already, we have newish purple books, the Glory to God Presbyterian Hymnal. On an early page, there's an editor's note. This is what it says. The rhythms of grace and gratitude is the heartbeat of Christian life and liturgy. God acts with grace. We respond with gratitude. All to the glory of God. That's the third thing our scriptures have to say this morning about embracing life on the Sabbath day. The instinctive response to the grace that we've received on this day is praise. All the glory to God. The woman who is set free from her ailment instructs us of this. She shows us the way. When Jesus laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up and began glorifying God. This woman who had been bent low over by an oppressing spirit and was quite unable, unable to stand up straight for years and years, all of a sudden she had rhythm. She had the rhythm of grace and gratitude. This made me think of Remember the Titans. She'll remember forever the day Jesus kept the Sabbath for her. All the glory to God. And her response of praise was contagious. Contagious, friends. Hopefully not like this. But contagious with joy. Her cup runneth over. Ran over for all to drink and share in her joy. For Luke says the entire crowd was rejoicing in all the wonderful things that Jesus was doing. The healing and rest that the, that the crowd had found on the Sabbath day wasn't recorded, not each individual case of rest. Likely wasn't as extraordinary as hers was. But they did not find an excuse to stay silent. Their joy, her joy was theirs. As Luke says in his gospel just two chapters later, in a familiar story, he says, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. So it is with those who need healing. All the more glory to God for the one who finds it on this day 
than for the crowd who will need it another day. Just not today. We will celebrate and rejoice with her, for she was bound and has been set free. The crowd's time will come. Maybe your time will come. And on that Sabbath day, we will sing. Today, let us glorify God on this woman's behalf. Kirk family, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. This church is a holy place, and we worship each week in the greatest of cathedrals, God's palace set aside in time, the Sabbath day. God has given us this day as a gift for our good, for our healing, for our rest, for God's glory. This is a day for us to find rest so that we may be set free and so we might glorify the living God in our healing and in our worship, in our play and in our sleep. This is the Lord's day, set apart for us. And when we embrace God's gift of Sabbath for us, we are sure that the Lord has built the house. Keep the Sabbath day, remember the Sabbath day, and keep it holy to the Lord. You know that, but we can always use a good reminder. Amen.